Sit back, turn the ship over to your Kovas, and relax. We're turning on Flight Assist. 07 Commanders, and welcome in. My name is Commander Mal for the win, and with me, as always, is Commander Psykin. 07 Commanders. If it's your first time listening, we are glad you found us. Every week on the Flight Assist Podcast, we talk to a different commander or organization. We find out a little bit about them, what they're up to in-game, and we talk about the things we love about Elite Dangerous and its amazing community. Before things get started, we just wanted to say thanks for being here, because this podcast would not be possible without the support of listeners like you. Indeed. And thinking about the Elite Dangerous community, I think one of the most... One apart from just like how wonderful the community is in general, I think one of the coolest things about the elite community is the number of people who have put together mm-hmm. resources or applications or websites that uh, not thinking about the stuff that like that's gathering information, right? Like there's yeah. lots of wiki sites and stuff out there, but people who are actually going on the back end and coding stuff to pull information and organize or manipulate it so that we can enjoy the game better or we can get things done quicker mm-hmm. is just like amazing to me that, that there were so many there were so many talented people uh, or like really skilled professionals that also work with elite and yes. um yeah, Commander Garrett is one of them. Holy butts, Indeed. man. Um, yep. if, for those of you who might not know, Commander Garrett did the, uh, is the creator of the Elite BGS app. Yes. Um, so for those of us who are in, um, who have anything to do with the background simulation and who are in minor factions who um, work really hard for their factions, she says, wiping sweat off her brow. Um <laughs> The the BGS app is one of my favorite go-tos. Agreed. Agreed. I, I did not know anything about it when I first started doing BGS, and somebody mm-hmm. mentioned it to me. And I, I, like, made my way over there, logged in, pulled up, you know, Pathamon, the Dogs of Lore system, and then the system. And I was, like, blown away. It made mm-hmm. running a faction and seeing what was going on so much easier because it's not just the information about my system. You yeah. get, like, visual representations of the states. You get, you know, very easy. It's very easy to sort by influence or by name or by whatever you want to sort by. It really is, like, the go-to companion app for DGS work. Not only the app not only the app the web web-based app there also is the discord bot yes yes and discord so bots like, confuse me like to no <laughs> end i have no clue how to code, code a discord bot but i'm so happy when i find one that oh does stuff like this oh my gosh we have um i th- think in the flight assist discord we have like four bots because we need all of them <laughs> yes. to do different things yes you know yes. Um, like, i mean the flight assist discord while it is a lovely lovely place and um we it's it's become a little bit more busy as of late and people sharing their stories and things which i think is absolutely magical and wonderful yep. um big shout out to those of you using the 
invited to Discord. But the, yep. we also have the um we also put all like the stream team stuff in the Discord as well. So there's lots of mm-hmm. different facets that we use this Discord for, um, which means that it needs lots of different bots. In this yes. case, the BGS bot isn't one of them because we don't have a faction for flight assist. But um I, I, I wouldn't are you, no, are you hinting? No, are you no, hinting? Are you no, I've got my own now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will fight you. <laughs> but, but when um, we have tools like Elite PGS, it's so easy. Thank you, Commander Grant. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, he um, he also he also wrote a pe- wrote a, a blog piece in mm-hmm. response to something um, to a piece saying that Elite Dangerous will be dead in. Right. F- four years or something like this and he wrote this um this blog piece and i genuinely thought it was so fantastic and so wonderful yeah that my yeah my my first impression was we need to get him on the show and we need to have him talk about how much he loves elite because he clearly loves elite so much so let's let's get him on the show and find out how he feels about it yeah let's do it Commander Garrett, welcome in to um, to Flight Assist. It's very, very good to have you here. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for inviting me. Of course. Now, f- for anyone who might not know who you are, um, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. So basics like your commander name, um, which I've kind of spoiled. If, you're, um, if you create any Elite Dangerous content and how long you've been playing. Yeah, so hello all, I'm Commander Garud, and uh, I've been playing Elite Dangerous uh, since summer 2016, so it's a bit over five years now that I've been playing this game, and uh, I would say that my major contribution to this uh, community would be uh, third-party tools, because... Um, I, I'll just ag- ag- accept it that look, I'm not I'm not a great gamer. Okay, I I I, I can't play very <laughs> well. I, I just sort of manage to get around the galaxy in a average kind of way. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I think I'm a very good developer. Okay, if I might okay. say so, <laughs> if I might say so, I think I'm a pretty good deliver- developer, and that's where I focused uh, delivering my efforts seen into this community. So I have uh, developed the Elite BGS uh, web application. Yeah, which is uh, amazing, by the way. <laughs> thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you, and I have also developed the BGS bot uh, Discord bot. So these are, I would say, my two biggest contributions, although I have a couple of more other programs that I have done. Uh, But yeah, so this is how I've tried to contribute my best uh, to the community. Um, before coming on to Twitter, of course, <laughs> I just <laughs> I, I, I am pretty new to Twitter. I created the account back in um, 2017, I guess, but I didn't really use it until like uh, the quarantine started la- last year. Like right. I had I had loads of time in my hand, and I had to do something with those with that time. <laughs> So why not just put out my opinions on things? <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's nothing right? quite like shouting into the void that is Twitter. That is, just... I know, right? True, true. 
what was it that, that drew you to Elite in the first place? Weird. It's a weird thing that drew me into Elite. I was waiting for No Man's Sky. Mm-hmm. Right. And I saw the trailer uh, that year, 2016, in January, February. I was like, oh, I can't wait to play this game. It looks so wonderful. Uh, <laughs> almost infinite universe. Yay. I can't wait. I can't wait. Then I started remembering this demo I played um, back in my high school days. Uh, it was called Evochron Renegrades. And I remember playing that like from a from an in-ship perspective. And I, I, I started thinking, okay, until NMS launches, I need to find something to fill that void. I, I needed right. something to fill that void for two or three months. and uh, I found Elite it was like um, the setting was actual uh, Milky Way Galaxy and I was like cool I can spend some time until NMS launches and uh, well I have never bought NMS yet (laughs) (laughs) that sounds about right (laughs) I mean mean, No Man's Sky is really fun I just want to put it out there yeah (laughs) I didn't find the need I didn't find the need to buy No Man's Sky yet that's fair that's fair. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, Elite is it's is a amazing. very different game from Elite. Yeah, hugely different. Hugely different. Um, can you remember the first time you logged in to Elite and what that experience was like? Difficult. Yeah, that sounds about right. How long ago did you log in? When was your um? Two thousand sixteen uh, summer. Okay. So, okay. so by difficult, I mean that I started out with uh, keyboard and mouse. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was completely unprepared, right? There was this space game, uh, something I, a genre I had pretty much never tried. Evocron mm-hmm. Renegades, I didn't understand. Like, I, I used to try moving and using the keyboard and mouse and whoop, forget it. I used to play, say, Call of Duty or something. But this was completely new. I had to, uh, like, take off a spaceship and I had to land it. I didn't have a docking computer at that time. I had, I, I didn't know anything. Okay. So, for the first time in my life, I thought, well, I don't think I can play this game at all by my own. I need to find somebody else. I need to find people to play it with. And... Yeah, just a bit of exposition. I have never mm-hmm. played with anybody else in my life. Like, okay. this yeah. is pretty much the first multiplayer game I have played. Um, I mean, in India, we didn't really have that uh, culture back in the day. Right. Now it's everywhere. But back in the day, <laughs> we didn't have that culture of playing with other people most that they used to do was like play Counter-Strike over LAN. That was the most social gaming in India that was possible. Right. Uh, Either Counter-Strike or uh, NFS Most Wanted, I I should say. So, uh, but I thought that, nope, I can't play this game alone at all. I need to find people. I need to get some help. Yeah. And I, I decided to join Reddit. For the first time 
ফাইন্ডিং <laughs> And so I joined uh, Knights of Karma. Okay. Oh, okay. And they they pretty much uh brought me to where I am, I would say. Okay. So oh. I joined Knights of Karma and they told me that look, if there are some cheap uh sticks that you can buy, the Logitech mm-hmm. 3D right. X Pro being the like the god of them, so you can try with that. And I'd say, okay, how much does it cost? It was like 3K Indian rupee. I was like, yeah, that's cheap. I bought it. And during that time, there was the dangerous games running on to choose the new power play faction. Faction to choose the new power play okay. power. Yeah, Yuri Grom. Yuri Grom. Yeah. Yep. So our faction was aligned with the Galcop. Right, okay, yeah. And there like it was already in its third week or so when I joined uh, Knights and uh, they said that hey, if you want to quickly rise up, there is this very like nice uh, thing going on where you can cap- capture um diamonds or something. I forgot what it was. uh i forgot it was something like precious jewels or diamonds or something you can like pirate them and uh, deliver them in the black market and it will like earn you loads of money and you can get your get uh, to your cobra right right and i got to my cobra from my sidewinder uh using that then they told me that okay now you have a cobra now you got to have a python do some rare trading runs <laughs> rare trading runs like it has become like almost obsolete mhm yeah and it used to be such a it used to be such a money maker back in the day didn't it i i didn't get my python i used to i wanted to be an explorer so i got an asp instead aspex right and i jumped from my cobra to my aspex thanks to rare trading i still remember running all kinds of stuff in that whole rare trading loop right <laughs> and i got to my first aspects uh, using that and uh, from then on it was like pretty much a open ground to me like i don't really remember what i did after that because there were loads and loads of things uh, we did but uh, that was pretty much uh, how i started into this game awesome and awesome. and it has been Are a you- ride huh Oh, absolutely. Are you still with um are you still with the Knights or have you moved on? I have just left the Knights a couple of months back. 
Oh, why? Okay. Like, uh, like it was a pretty amicable separation, I would say, because okay. um, like for the last uh, four years, I was pretty much taking care of uh, the BGS for right. us nights, and uh, like I, I wanted some change. Like it was getting too stagnated, and it's like stagnation in Elite Dangerous is a bad thing. So, a hundred percent, I agree with yep. you there. Yeah. So I told that. Uh, I I want I want some change and like if I stayed with the knights I would have some kind of uh, obligation with the, with them like I can't just say that well I won't do the BGS anymore yeah it's it's I I've, I've been with them so long like it would it would just be a horrible thing to do mm-hmm. uh, so I said that uh, I I I want to play solo for a while okay. Like and just experience the galaxy as a solo commander. Right, right. I was never able to really. I was never able to do that. Yeah, I suppose you got thrown in, sort of thrown in feet first. Yep. Started doing all of all of that stuff, and you sort of built everything that you've done has been around like multiplayer and building your squadron and BGS and all of that sort of shenanigans. It should. It would be. A nice change of pace, I should imagine, to start doing more more solo ventures and concentrating just on your commander and what they mean. Indeed, now. indeed, I have not been doing a CG for years now. Yeah, like every time a CG that would come that I'd be interested in, a certain it's system would be. In- no, the certain system would be in the war. I'm like, oh my god, I'd yeah. fix this war. <laughs> you were. Absolutely speaking my language, because there was a very long time um, in my old faction where I felt entirely tied to the BGS. Like, I I couldn't do anything else because something else would be happening within our faction's BGS. And I, I felt like if I wasn't doing it, nobody else would be doing it. Thankfully, in my new faction, there's a bigger team that everyone sort of like chips in and stuff and um that's really nice but there was certainly um certainly that sort of mentality really does speak to me and it was probably one of the driving factors why I didn't I didn't want to stay with my previous faction um uh, alongside other things um speaking of your commander um what is what is the story behind your commander name Ah, uh, it's it's like um, how should I say? Like, okay, don't take this the wrong way. Okay. But uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty much uh, the the internet is pretty much a westerners world, right? And okay. you will get uh, people like XX Phoenix XX, and well, western western mythology is very popular online, right? Yes. Right? Yeah. I thought that well. I won't use any if even if I have to use some mythology around my character around my story or something. I would rather not use a Western myth- mythology. I would use something closer to home for a change. Yeah. So a, a Garuda is a, is an Indian mythological uh, figure. I would say. And uh, you can pretty much uh, compare it to a like a cross between a phoenix and a griffin. Okay. So since I am like flying in space and stuff, I thought, well, Garuda is Garuda is a 
nice one to start with. That's cool. I like that there's there's a like a tie, not just to like there not that it's not that there's just a story behind the name. There's a tie to you and to the you know to Indian mythology and to your culture. So it's really a personal, you know, a, it it speaks to something about you. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, at that point of time, I didn't. I don't think I've put in so much thought. More like, well, I can do things my way. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Um, what would you say? What would you say you're best at in game? <laughs> <laughs> nothing really <laughs> nothing <laughs> um what's your favorite thing to do if if, if yeah. there's nothing that you're um if, if you don't feel like you're good at doing anything which i would i would argue is probably not the case and you're being very very yeah. um modest with that but um what what's your favorite thing to do I am not really sure. I have a certain number of things that uh, I cycle between, I would say. Right. Like, um, I, I wouldn't really say that I, I have a favorite thing to do in any game. I don't okay. think I have anything favorite for any game because... It's kind of boring if I have something favorite and I keep on doing it. Because if I have a favorite thing, I will keep on doing it since I like doing it. And then it will become boring. Well, Fair see, uh, uh, at one point of time, uh, lots of mission running, trading, yeah, bounty hunting. And... Um, Oh, oh, now, now I have, I have got like hugely attached to on foot conflict zones. Yeah, like, I, can, I can appreciate that. Yeah. Like I have never really liked, uh, like, um, match based players, uh, sorry, match based uh, games, like say Counter Strike and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. But, uh, the, f- but the thing is that, like this ground based uh, ground based combats are pretty much like that, but they tie up to a bigger narrative, which Counter Strike yeah. and stuff doesn't give me. Like, yeah. if I ask, if if I think of like, why am I playing Counter Strike? I don't know. <laughs> but why am right. I fighting? For, why am I fighting? <laughs> yeah, I why mean, am I shooting at those people? I don't even know who they are. <laughs> what am I shooting at those people for? It's not like they have done something to me or something right. in game, <laughs> right? But when I'm in Elite Dangers on foot conflict zone, I have to finish the opposite team because that right. will give me influence. Right. <laughs> you, you, you can take yourself out of the BGS, but it's always there. You're always yep. thinking yep. about it. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. It's difficult to overcome four years of training. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Yep. Very true. Very true. <laughs> so, 
So I'm I'm really interested knowing that you're you're a developer, right? And yeah. that you've created Elite BGS uh, and the um, BGS Discord bot and all that. Um, are there any resources that you like to rely on when you're playing the game, or any any resources, any sort of uh, you know other websites or other bots that kind of inspire you to create new things or to make Elite BGS better? Um, okay, so I won't say uh, that it's something that is overtly uh, there, but uh, I would say that uh, there there is possibly a sort of like like inward competition between the third party developers. Right. Okay. It's 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 nothing aggressive or anything, but we all want to make something better. If we right. see that okay. another developer is uh, doing such an awesome job, we get the feeling, uh, I can also do that, and why not do that? I'll make yeah. it up. Maybe right. I think, okay, this tool doesn't have a particular feature that I want. Let's make it. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. That's very cool. What what was the what was the driving the I'm I imagine that the driving inspiration for you creating the bot and um, the BGS um app and the bot was just for tracking your own um your own faction. What was it that made you take it to that next level and go, I want to make this available to everyone? Um it was uh the uh, the plan was always to make it available to everyone from the very beginning nice. but the idea that i had to make someone came from our group itself so before me there was another guy managing our bgs uh, jason wolf in so he was the only guy again managing it yeah. and every uh, week or so he used to like bring up charts of the current systems and the current progresses and everything he used to like take his time and make charts draw the graphs and everything and i kind of felt bad like why should anybody have to do so much manual work to like play a game yeah right right, right. like like it's not like he doesn't play the game he used to come and uh, <laughs> join us in our combat initiatives and stuff but over the top he had to do all those things too so i yeah. told myself that nope i will do something to like decrease his burden and at the same time if he's having this burden i guess other people are also having the same burden yeah yeah so why not i make a tool that doesn't uh like that completely alleviates this burden from the community mm-hmm. yeah and the idea was this tool to be a two parter a website and a bot right and that's where everything started from wow it is really i just i just want to say that it is really a fantastic tool as yeah. well uh, for um mal and i both with our own factions both being able to see see those graphs and see where everything is going mm-hmm. like historically with my much larger um larger faction and then also with um with Soteria as well it's mm-hmm. It's so nice to be able to see everything so clearly and succinctly. Um, it, oh, 
I'm really grateful for you yeah. making my life easier. I'm, I'm yeah. glad that it has helped people. I'm really glad. Yeah, I just see people like whatever Discord I go into, I'm like, oh yeah, no, they've got that bot as well. There, there it is. Yeah, There's the bot again. Yep. <laughs> it's great. Yep. It, Definitely. It's. it's 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 a different kind of uh, joy when you see like uh, like people getting actual benefits from uh, the software that you develop. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, yep. it's it feels wonderful. I'm just I'm I'm um, I'm glad that it has helped. Yeah, it was it was it's the only uh, like I've I've messed around with other tools like, you know, pulling up the data in Anara or, you know, looking at stuff in you know like EDSM defined close by systems and uh-huh. you know going into EDDB and figure trying to figure out like what my best loops would be for missions and um and and Elite BGS is the the sweet spot that let me go from just being a minor faction in the game to actually being able to expand. I think we're in 10 systems now and we have, uh, we're in control of six. I'm so Um, proud of you. (laughs) And it's, it's, and we've held on to the six for, you know, for quite a while now. Um, and it's in large part due to elite BGS being available and being able to see only what we need to see awesome. to see it very easily and to be able to, you know, have a visualization of that data. Awesome. Um, so yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for putting this together because it's been instrumental in me, not just being able to do well in the BGS, but to learn the BGS. It was, you know, the combination of Scikit and elite BGS uh, dot app that that made that made it possible for me to enjoy um you know having a faction thank you thank you for using it i would say also mm-hmm. oh, yeah, i yeah. i never i never had the goal of um like implementing features that uh, other tools already had right because uh, i'm not I, I don't want to step on anybody's toes here i i was yeah, feeling a yeah. gap i was feeling a gap that i perceived to be there but uh, not trying to reinvent the wheel. Like, yeah. right. if you want to yeah. find a trade route, EDDB is there. If you want yeah. to look into the galaxy as a whole, EDSM is there. If you want everything, Inara is there. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yep. So, yep. So, I, I'm just uh, trying to fill a niche that I thought that was there, nothing else. And all yeah. of these app, all of these apps say, um, for, forgive me for, for not being technical at all in the slightest, but um, sure, all sure. of these apps pull from the same database. Is that correct? So when you when people use things like ED, EDMC and um, EDDI and ED Discovery, uh-huh. um, I think they're the same thing. Um, they report back to this database, which Inara, EDDB, uh, the EDBGS, all of that pulls from. Is that correct? Kind of. Uh, right. Like, um, there is no database in the middle as such. Uh, right. What we call is a relay network. So, consider it to be like a post office. Only that okay. uh, is the kind of post office where if person A uh, messages 
to the post office the post office will send the message to every subscriber okay 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 so all these tools eddb and uh, inara my tool everybody tells this central server that hey whenever edmc ed discovery or whatever if you get a message please send that message to me so okay. so as uh, so there are like two sides people who are sending messages to this in central system and people who are getting the messages to the central system so okay there is no such persistent database like the central right. system doesn't have its own data storage or anything so it's just literally like ping 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 kind of thing yeah oh, yep. okay interesting that is, that is um i have learned something today that's really <laughs> yeah. interesting you mentioned yep. before that you were um you were playing you started playing with um keyboard and mouse and then you moved on to um a joystick what are you using now to play uh x52 pro i have nice. elevated my standards <laughs> 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 but uh, i i i bought this um 2019 i bought this 2 years back yeah 2019 yeah i got mine about 2 years ago as well it's great yeah, yeah um like lots of people told me that uh, x52 x56 they are horrible you should go with a warthog and whatever nah it's yeah. it, it's it's working absolutely fine for this 2 years yeah 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 i never had a pro- i had an x56 i never had a problem with it psychic you're still on a 52 pro right x52 pro yeah exactly the same yeah. um it's yeah. um the 56 it, is my next target it it's great for me it does it does exactly yeah. what i need it to um um if if money was no object then <laughs> i would i would absolutely be t- be tempted by something maybe a little bit more girthy and exciting but um unfortunately money is an object and i right. <laughs> i don't i don't i don't just have i don't just have a money tree that i can buy all of my silly peripher- money peripherals yeah. on it's it's not great <laughs> but um uh, the the worst the worst situation in india is that you won't get these things off the shelves yeah right. so i had two options either to buy it uh, from abroad and get it shipped which would be like um a 100 200 dollars more and since right. money is a thing yeah <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> one of my team leads uh when he went to us i told him to get me one and he so nicely bought me one i paid him of course oh. yeah <laughs> i of course that's him. awesome <laughs> but he was my courier for this right right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um when you find yourself um running into trouble in the game um th- who is it that you turn to for advice mm. there are different places i go for different kinds of advice i would say like okay. uh, for bjs i will go to the edbjs server like if if I, if there is something in the bjs that has caught me off guard like right. i'm not sure what to do how did this happened and stuff i would go to the edbjs excuse me 
I I should I would go to the EDBJS server and state my problem, and there would be someone or the other like immediately uh, telling me what the issue is. Gotcha. And um, I haven't had any problem regarding uh, in-game stuff for a long time. Uh, but until some time back, at least I used I used to just ask in our Knights community, and uh, someone would help me out. Okay, but, but uh, I really have had much trouble over past one two year understanding stuff. So because I reached did the patch notes. <laughs> 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 Speaking speaking of patch notes, real quick, I have to say, Sally Morgan Moore has been doing oh such a good job God. with the patch notes. I don't even oh. know how a human being can even do the thing she's doing. Right? It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Like, I didn't know I could get third hand. I would say third hand. I would. I didn't know I could get third-hand frustration like this just by reading the answers to the things that she has to give. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. why? Yeah. But holy moly! I I I will say that I guess in Frontier, like Sally has pretty much accepted this. That hey Zach, don't worry about the stuff you do. Yeah. Your a uh, formal community manager kind of thing. I will do my kind of community manager thing <laughs> because right, right. <laughs> you, you will see Jack is, Zach is always formal. He, he will be like, um, yeah, this is the problem. This is how we'll do it. And Sally would be the right. one who will be going around getting everybody's problems. Oh my God. Some, You know, yep. somebody called me a simp on Twitter. Really? <laughs> oh my God. Gosh. <laughs> oh, Twitter. What are we going to do with you? <laughs> I mean, please, like, go easy on me. I'm new to Twitter. I'm new to this stuff. I, I-, I have not been battle hardened for 10 years like most people are. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, I, so I just, I, I, I said something like, oh, like, gosh, Sally, you, uh, you do an amazing job or something like that. And somebody called me simp. I was like, what? Yeah. What did I do? Like yeah. I pondered over that for hours. Like, did I say something wrong? <laughs> did I was I actually simping? No, I was. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! That's so funny. That's so funny. People are wild. They really are. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Just, just because, just because you're complimenting somebody on the job that you do, they do. And let's be honest, the community managers from Elite pub with a hell of a lot, and they do a sterling job. I know, right? Imagine, imagine, uh, call it ah, oh, that that bothers me in so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> I know, <laughs> really right? Just, really, uh. just I don't want to put on my as a woman hat, but I mean. <laughs> Right. Holy butts, man. On yeah. a on a on a complete tangent from that, on an absolute complete tangent, what is your fondest memory when you've been playing Elite? What's the most amazing thing that's happened to you or your fondest memory? My fondest memory has been over a month, I would say. 
Right. Alec Turner's Great Planetary Expedition. Yes. Okay. I never knew that driving the SRV for one month would be so satisfying. Yeah. I was I was very skeptic. Okay, before starting this expedition, I was like, I want last 10 days. And I finished <laughs> right? it over a month. I was like, oh my God. Like, I will always remember that one month period. Like, people would say, really? It, it's, it, you just drove your SRV around on a barren planet, uh, which is like every other planet. And you found joy in that? Yeah. Yeah. I would say it's, it's more fun than uh, jumping to Colonia. And I've done that. Yeah. I've right. jumped all the way to Colonia and back. But driving the SRV is more fun than jumping in, in my condo or something. Knowing, knowing how much of a, um, of a listener of Flight Assist Alec is, I'm sure he will be incredibly, incredibly happy to hear that. Alec, yeah. Alec yep. if you're listening, we need to do one with an atmospheric planet, Alec. It's oh. got something planned. It's long overdue, Alec. Oh, man. Yep. <laughs> I will definitely be joining you for that. that I'm getting excellent. excited just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so what is it that keeps you coming back to Elite to log in and to play the game? There's nothing like this out there. Yeah. Yeah. Look, okay. There are a few things. One, I, 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 I like the fact that it is our own Milky Way galaxy. It's, it's not a fantasy realm or something. I mean, if I wanted to play fantasy, I'm already playing Elder Scrolls online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Okay, that's, that's enough fantasy for me. I mean, before Elite, I didn't realize that this could be a possibility. Right. Okay. So now, when I'm also when I'm playing flight sim, I don't think I'll be able to play another f- flight sim anymore. Like, come on, we are playing on our own Earth. It's it's just the same experience in a galaxy level that we are playing right. in our same galaxy. Like nothing can beat this. Infinite yeah. star systems cannot beat this of the the fact yeah. that I'm playing in our galaxy. And the community, the, 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 the good side of the community is great. Yeah. Right. As, as long as you know to shift between the two parts of this community, it's, it's a great experience to be there. So I would say that just the fact that it's, it, the game is set in such a realistic scenario and the community is so great, would be enough for me. But there are right. more, more things that brings me back to this game. The, I, the, this constant expectation, okay, what next? Right? People will say, ah, we have to, they have to fix the bugs. Yeah, of course, bug fixing is part of any software in case right. people didn't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
I'll come to that. I'll come to that. There, there are certain things that people need to know about development. But so right. But but the fact that elite is not done. Where can things go from here? That expectation keeps me playing. That okay, let's see what what happens sometime down the line. What more I can do? And also the fact that. it is really a sandbox i yeah so like there are no story missions like many online multiplayer games have yeah but well well that's both a boon and a bane having a story mission mean that everybody in this game has gone through the exact same hoops that i have gone through right right but not in elite dangerous yeah yeah you can ask me the fact that how did you start playing the game because it's a thing right right in elder scrolls online everybody starts playing the game by doing the initial missions right yeah right but not in elite dangerous Ah, uh, no, literally, you pick and yep. choose from the offset, don't you? You go. Yeah. I'm going to see, like, like uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm going to get my words out eventually. But I'm sure that Mal, Mal and I can speak from the same experience of having new people come into our streams and go, "How do I start? Where where do I go? I've done the tutorial. Where do I go from here?" And I mean, the short answer to that is wherever you chuff in, well, please. Right, you know, do 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 whatever you want. Dabble in something until you find something that you enjoy. Dabble in X, Y, and Z. You've got this starter area which packs in this little nubula in the center of the bubble, which packs in almost everything that you can do is doable within this little section of the bub of this of the bubble. And then right. when you're ready or you've picked what you want to do, that's when you. when you bugger off and go and do do your thing in the galaxy oh but where's the story where's the progression that's just it yeah there is, there is nothing there is no big deep seated um story that you need to follow it is you blaze your own trail and i feel cliche saying that <laughs> so many years on from when when it was like everyone was saying you blaze your own trail but you bloody do you do you absolutely do so i'm going to switch these two two um questions on the on the back of the head uh, on the head right now because mm-hmm. you mentioned looking to the future and um or what you want to do in the future what are you hoping for the future of elite dangerous i i know i know you're not expecting it to be um a dead game by whenever that article said it was but um, <laughs> yeah. what are you what are you hoping for in the future of elite like um do you want to do you want me to tell me you my dreams or yeah uh, absolutely uh, yeah. Uh, uh, some 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 logical concrete ideas that i have <laughs> i have two kinds of sets of things that i <laughs> expect <laughs> yes and yes okay. yeah all of it <laughs> okay then let me tell you what would be my like ideal space game my ideal space game would be um 
Elite Dangerous Cross Flight Simulator Cross Space Engineers. Okay. Interesting. At that point of time, it's just life simulator. Think about it. Mm-hmm. In space engineers, you can pretty much destroy your planet if you have the en- if you have enough patience. Dig, 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 and destroy everything. You can build everything. They have a okay, not so great, but they have a nice physics engine. So I, I absolutely love the building aspect of space engineers, but the graphics are uh, passable. I love the planetary level details of something like flight simulator and i there nothing can beat the galactic level details of elite so my ultimate game would be these three combined into one hello nice. oh okay. is mal there yeah i'm pretty sure he is um you see, I would, I would like add maybe Subnautica, and what, what about like light? If you're doing something like that, would you add life forms onto that? I forgot Subnautica. <laughs> I, I forgot to push the mute button so that I could talk. <laughs> um, yeah, like Subnautica. I would absolutely. Like, I That's the fourth one. Then <laughs> I've often said that I'd quite like Space Engineer, Breaker, Elite, Dangerous, yes. Citizen, Sky. Yes. Nautica. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great game. <laughs> That'd be a great Nautica. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would that would be my dream game. Yeah. As, yes. to, as to what I dream for uh, Elite, I dream for Elite to be... Um, okay, let's see. What do I dream for Elite to be? Realistically. Okay. One one of my hard requirements from Elite, something that uh, is echoed by a lot of people and actually echoed my, by me too, like, please give us more player agency. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> let the players have some risk. I mean, I, I could understand that until now, uh, Elite was rated, uh, what, PG-13? Yes. Yeah. I think so, yeah. And I guess monetary transaction was uh, is is prohibited in PG-13 or something. But once I started playing uh, Elder Scrolls online, I I really like that aspect of the that game. And somebody is like honking the horn. I I hope <laughs> you guys are not able to hear it. Are you? We can hear it. It's fine. We can hear it, but it's okay, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> It just adds dimension. It's amazing. It's been amazing. <laughs> All right. So, if there is one thing that I would like uh, Elite to do in the near future is to just go with the rating that uh, Odyssey currently has and give players more agency. Like, Come on, <laughs> we can do material trading. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I mean, uh, let let people trade their outfitting. Yeah, 
Let yeah. people yep. trade. We've, let, we've, let. Had this, we've had this conversation a couple of times, and I think yeah. I think what it comes down to is it needs to be done in a way where um, real life money can't trade hands for yeah. that outfitting to be something that's tradable. If, if, for example, there was like a central hub um, that you could trade to. And they would oh, buy yes. it from. So, yeah, so you're engineered, and then those engineered builds get given a set price based on the engineering, and then yeah. and then somebody else can go and buy that thing. Um, yeah. That well, then alleviates, like, selling a ship on eBay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah but um, I, what, I, what, what I think that I have thought about this. I have thought about this, and I've tried to come up with... Um, okay. Instead of like saying, I want this, I generally think that is it even possible to do this first before asking for right. it. So the, the problems that I've encountered is that it's really not possible because right. Elite has a huge bubble. There are right. loads and loads of stations which are completely unpopulated by players. Mm-hmm. Two players can easily go there and exchange their uh, goods. And they can transfer money in real life. Because it happens in ESO. It's absolutely illegal yeah. as, for, as for, for the terms and conditions. But like it needs a, a little Google search to find those websites who are willing to uh, buy you in-game cash for money. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, World of Warcraft has the same problem. Yep. The thing is that if if um, if they are giving player agency to people, they will just have to go with the fact that they will be exploited by people with money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people do people do like put a low buy cost on like fleet carriers and things, and then sell back to yeah. give people um some starting cash as well. I'm I'm not so naive that it it wouldn't necessarily happen, but I hate the idea of somebody selling like engineered chips for real money. I appreciate yeah. like an um a player agency and being able to sell you engineered chips, but I my main issue is I don't think that you should be able to set the prices. Yeah. Because I think that will make a, a huge difference as to whether you are you would then be able to sell um, sell, it, sell it online. I mean, you could essentially still sell your services and things like that, but mm-hmm. it just then selling yeah. something off dead cheap in game, but having already made a physical transaction for that, um, it doesn't set right with me. And I don't think in the yeah. world of, I don't think it would set right with Frontier either. Of course mm-hmm. not. They would, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I believe that's the biggest reason why they are not giving player agency. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. like many people think, oh, Frontier can't do that. No, it's not about doing that. It's simple to do. It's, it's just about the headache that the company will yeah. have to go through just by adding this feature. It's, an, it's a lot of headache and I can completely appreciate that from a company. Um, so if we... Th- if we kind of move away from the, the the future of Elite Dangerous and we look backwards, if you could go back to 2016 when you first found Elite Dangerous and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? Do rare trading. 
like okay it's it's cool five fly with a rebuy it doesn't take much to get back get back your cobra uh any anyway so fine it, i will i will not even say that fly with a rebuy is a good advice at that point of time but rare trading really kick start did my uh, career in elite so that's the best advice i could give anyone at that point of time nice um sweet If you could add a small quality of life improvement to Elite Dangerous, we're recording to we're recording today on a patch day. The service <laughs> for Elite Dangerous are currently down, um, yep. and we are looking forward to update eight, which is going to yes. bring lots of cool things so and probably and probably break like eight, nine, or ten things in the um, in the process. But um, if you could have one quality of life improvement to Elite that would not necessarily break the game as far as balance. Balancing is concerned, etc., etc. Is there anything that you can think of that you would like to, nice and small, that you would like to change? Let us plot multi-jump routes in a fleet carrier. Okay, that's a really good one. Yes, <laughs> that's the best one I've heard yet. <laughs> like, I love that. Fleet carriers are doing a god's job. having the bubble to colonia carrier service like i don't know how i could have even done the things that i've done without that right. uh, those uh, carrier services mm. yeah just yep. just let them just don't make those players stay awake for 12 hours <laughs> and logging in every 20 minutes to replot yeah yeah like they're, like they're going to do that anyway like the community has people like that who do that for some reason i have no idea i will not be able to do that <laughs> but there are people who do that so mm-hmm. just the, just the way that i have made a uh, tool to alleviate some of the burden just allow that they will do that anyway yeah. just make it easy for them at this point i take yeah. having an app on my phone to allow me to yes. do it remotely yes that would be um, so cool like without having to be i mean i'm attached to my computer anyway so i mean there's not really a huge amount of um uh disc- discrepancy there but having like a separate app that i could use which would allow me to plot you know there, well. there was a plan of a companion app what at one point of time yep yeah there was i remember that i think I wish. yeah yeah i, I I, I don't think I can even wish for that since since it's like completely shell. But yeah, imagine outfitting your ship on an app. Okay, I'll I'll not imagine anymore. It's it's going to make me sad. <laughs> imagine being able to do stuff in game while out of game and just doing it yes. like from a commander's commander's control app. That would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, that would be so great. Oh man. 
the best that we third party developers can do at this point is <clears throat> show you data mm-hmm. yeah but not interact with the game in any way yeah yep yeah that would it would, it would, that, that would be something both ways yeah, i know yeah. right yep. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I, I'm gonna. I, I want to go back to something that you mentioned earlier. You said there were some things that you wanted people to know about um, about development. Ah, can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Because sure. I'm I'm very interested in that too. Because I just recently my job changed at the beginning of the year, and I now have a window into a lot of development mm-hmm. uh, at at my work and that's changed how I think about the updates and the, and the stuff that are done for elite. So I'm, I'm really interested to hear what your thoughts are about what you feel like it would be helpful for people to know about how development works on the backside. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I'll talk about uh, a bit about the customer developer relationship. Okay. So um, in, 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 in normal scenarios, in non-game scenarios, um, customers are generally not very close to the developers. Okay, uh, they generally go through the whole ticketing process. So they, there is like a firewall between the customers and the developers that right. that uh, the, that the communication needs to traverse, right? Right. And and what happens is that this, I won't say firewall, I would say a filter. It's a better analogy. So this filter converts all the incoherent nonsense that the consumer makes into proper problems for the developers. Gotcha. Right. And at least this, this was something until now. I don't know how it will be in the future. But this is something that I've noticed in the gaming scene is that uh, gamers, they want to be involved in the development process. Right. Mm-hmm. No other software process works like that. Yeah. You can't go and uh, tell, uh, say, Microsoft Office that, hey, I want to be involved <laughs> into your office process. They'll be, what? Go out. It's our software. We'll do it our way. Yeah. Yeah. But, That's a good point. But gamers, they think that their wishes takes more priority over what the developers visions because right. because you got to understand that the developers have a vision right mm-hmm. right elite dangers that we are seeing today is is a vision from their development team that this is how we want the game to be it's not like, oh my God, this is not what we wanted, but it somehow happened. Um, okay, let's force it down there. <laughs> not really. <laughs> right. They wanted the game to be this way. Right. And whether a customer likes it or not, if you don't like Microsoft Office, go use LibreOffice. Right. If you don't like Windows, go use Mac. Like people will kill each other over Mac and Windows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, they will. <laughs> right. But no, I want my this game to become better. Why, man? Just change the game that you're playing. It's as simple as that. So there is this bit yeah. of involvement from the user base, I would say. Let's not even use the word community now. From the user base. 
there's this bit of involvement and uh, uh, like people hate this word but a sense of entitlement from right. the user base who want to get involved into the development process and this is kind of weird i come from a b2b and b2c background right oh, okay okay so it it is weird like when our b2b customers comes and says that hey we want this we tell them that look if you want this kind of a thing this kind of stuff can happen do you, would you like that to happen say, no 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 then we won't do that or they ask for a feature which is like um, problematic in security wise we said no we won't do that what why are you asking something look these are the vulnerabilities mm-hmm. we have a say it's a it's the business is 50-50 right we we have a right. 50-50 say in the partnership when we are giving a product to a customer but in game dev it seems like it's it's extremely skewed it's extremely skewed i i don't know why people think that uh, they have this kind of like say I, so playing playing devil's advocate here a little bit sure. and trying to um explain not explain trying to justify the the reasons why people may feel some people may feel like they have an entitlement and a say in what's going on in the game um i think is incredibly down to some of the choices that were made very early on to bring in the community on development issues um speak to some of the um speak to some of the higher ups let's say um yeah some of the um the larger player factions actually get them into their own discord where development issues were discussed and um plan for the future and getting direct community um feedback from these top player these biggest player groups let's say um right and then um also one of the kickstarter levels one of the kickstarter backing levels was being having access to a private part of the forums where they would say what they were developing and or say like frontier would explain what they were currently doing and would get direct feedback from the consumer base for that and make changes based on what the consumer base was saying so to some extent frontier have made a little bit of a a, a rod for their own back in that that pr- um pre- precedence is that a word yes uh, if that precedence is already there and yeah and i'm not saying that that is the right course of action but i'm saying i'm just saying from speaking to long-term kickstarter backers etc etc um there is that feeling from some of them that they were they are still entitled to have that say despite the kickstarter being like over seven years ago and kickstarter's change <laughs> um right i think i that's think that, that that's some of the feedback that i've received when i've said stuff along the lines of why pe- why should people shouldn't shouldn't be that entitled to think that they have a say in what's going on with the game um i knew about the hmm. private discord bit uh mm-hmm. 
I I didn't know about the private forum bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't really know. It's uh, difficult, isn't it? <laughs> it's 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 difficult because uh, like if if I was in Frontier's place, I would have given it a timeline or something saying that we will take uh, your feedback. uh for the first 3 4 years or something yeah yeah i mean that that forum that forum thing that private forum thing mm-hmm. has gone now oh. it's not something it's not something that they use anymore because it's sort of it it fell apart and in much of the same way that the that the um player group uh discord fe- um, like fell apart and stopped being used because it turned into a place where people were moaning that they weren't getting exactly the little thing and they were using it as a um as an area to bug report bugs that were very specific to themselves rather than using the the issue tracker which we okay. know also isn't necessarily um so you're saying that the community poisoned the water they were provided I didn't catch that I'm sorry said the rain did the community poison the water that they were provided Oh god I don't, That's a tough one yeah I don't I don't I don't want to say I don't want to say that but I think it's a uh, it comes I think the the community who were using those avenues I know it was coming from a place of love and a place of a place that they wanted the game to do better because some of these people especially the ones on that forum had paid a lot of money uh-huh. to be a member of that forum and con- contribute to the um the um creation of um elite as we know it right now however Okay. At some point those things are going to turn sour because of human nature. Okay. I I I I was I'm really not aware of this uh, the whole thing that has gone beyond behind the doors that I mm-hmm. I never saw. <laughs> okay. Well, no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't, I think I think a lot of people um a lot of people maybe aren't aware of of certain things and um I certainly wasn't until I started doing um until I started talking with people on Lave who um yeah. like like Phoenix to Fire like um uh Shan like um uh, Edelweiss all of those people have were early kickstarter backers and more who I've I've spoken to on there um and and put a lot of money into the game and I can understand well, why some of them feel feel like they have an entitlement and a say into into what's going on in LA. Yep. In that case I would say that yep frontier has shot their foot in this case. Yeah. Like yeah, exactly. you, if, yeah. If you if you if you're promising something to some people uh, you got to hold that promise right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So not delivering on that promise When I was saying the earlier things I was very much saying it from a very generic sense that's why I was yeah. using the term gamers yeah. yeah because you will not only see this in frontier but you just go go to the gaming subreddit and yeah. it's everywhere yeah like, yeah yeah so yeah, and from- there, there were some people who were um demanding the earth and backseat developing which is my yeah. favorite like <laughs> everything the backseat developers are the people a lot of these people aren't people I love who that have word. haven't I haven't been yeah. a backseat um, developer uh th- th- those people haven't been um, kickstarters they weren't kickstarter backers yeah. they weren't members of that they um a lot of the kickstarter backers have gone oh well i've got a lot of money out of the uh, i've got my money's worth i've played thousands and thousands of hours of the game i'm just going to move on a lot of them right. have done that 
um, but there was there was some who are, are 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 still feeling that way, and there was some people who are have been playing for like two years and are now backseat backseat developers and yeah. have that sense of entitlement. There is a um, the, it's not all of one, and um, there's a lot lots of different pockets of of people. Yeah. I need to clarify that I'm not saying that if you have a problem with a software, I'm saying software, not a game only. If you have a problem with a software, you're entitled to let the developers know that you are having a problem with a software. Mm-hmm. Right. But the problem comes up when you say that I want my software to be working in this way. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so th- therein, therein lies my personal pet peeve. Like when I see, uh, I don't, I don't like how this BGS thing works. It should not be working in. And there are other people who are like, this is not how it happens in real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, this is a game. Yeah. Oh no, don't! I got, I, yeah. I've, I've got yeah. in trouble for saying that it's a game as well. So you know, <laughs> it's a game People set in so a serious. realistic setting. It's yeah. just realistic. Yeah. The word realistic means real like. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's also it's it's also um, people. Pe- I I I feel like completely on a tangent. Elite Dangerous is a it's a wonderful it is a wonderful game and I love it to pieces and it has been the catalyst that has allowed me to meet excellent humans like my very very good friend Mal who I would never have met had it not right? been for this game yeah. we would never yeah. never have met Mal Crispy all of these um one I was going to say Kremen but I met Kremen before Elite uh, Kremen is <laughs> Kremen uh, Elite is Kremen's fault but um, there's a, a lot of excellent, excellent <laughs> humans that I wouldn't ha- wouldn't have met had it not been for Elite Dangerous, and I wouldn't um, I wouldn't have had some of the opportunities that have been um, that have been presented to me had it not been for Elite Dangerous. And yes, I owe it I owe it a hell of a lot. But it is still yeah, um, it is still a game. It has it's just a catalyst for me being able to have these relationships and meet these new people and yeah. Just Indeed. have as as much fun as I can in what are really trying times at the moment. Yep, yep. All the more so, yeah. All the more so now that's all in this whole situation. Okay. But We've had a rant. We had a very, very <laughs> we had a I, I rare know, right? fun rant. <laughs> this was good, yes. <laughs> it, was good. it it's felt cathartic to me, it really. Has. Yes. <laughs> um going looking forward. Um, we've talked about what your expectations and hopes for Elite Dangerous are. What can we expect from you yourself um, in Elite Dangerous in the future? Okay, so since I have uh, tried opening up a new chapter into my career of Elite Dangerous, I uh, I am trying some things different. Like I have uh, recently joined the... Um, Mahon power play. Okay. So I'll be trying power play for some time after BGS. Now I'll be doing some power play, but this time I've decided to take it slow. I'm not, okay. I'm not going to be a power play hotshot or anything. I'll try to contribute as far as I can. Uh, still trying to do things 
that I want to do and contribute to power play, but I will do some power play. That's one thing I've decided to do. Um, I want to play a little more, like more CGs. I want to do more CGs and contribute to the ongoing narrative more. I really haven't yeah. been able to do that for a long time. Okay. And like in game wise, yeah. that's okay. There, there is just one more thing that is like a distant plan or something. I don't know if that will ever come to life or not. Mm-hmm. But I was I was hoping to start a new squadron. Like okay. uh, this time, uh, like a, a power play and BGS and. Uh, like different department kind of focus squadron like the we we at nights were we were independent we are like as independent as anybody can be we mm, don't right. take crap from anybody <laughs> okay so uh, but uh, now i want to like create a squadron who are like having a more specific purpose so that um, like we can we can do something specific for the galaxy maybe if we maybe if there is any opportunity to um to take a part into the direction that we are going we are able to take a part in that so these are the kind of thoughts that i have but uh, they are into the future at least not this year or at the beginning of the next year and elite bgs uh I'm thinking of some big changes in Elite BGS, very big changes indeed. Uh, but for that, I have to do some big uh, changes on my backend, which would be difficult for me for a while. Like I'm a bit stuck with my work. Uh, so, yeah, those That's are the. Right. You take your time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, those are the like near and the far away goals uh, that i have for elite uh, for now oh and before i forget i'll put on more opinions on twitter <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's there for <laughs> why not At every opportunity yep. to get called a simp why not <laughs> yep <laughs> like after that, that after I got Colosseum, I like, okay, I have got to fight fire with fire. Now I even I won't yeah. hold back. <laughs> <laughs> I will say exactly what I feel like. Yeah. Yep. So out of curiosity, do you you said you originally were were waiting for No Man's Sky to get released, but you still haven't gotten it yet? Is that correct? Yep. So is there anything that you play when you're not playing Elite or does Elite kind of like occupy all of your gaming time? Nah. uh, I would say to everyone feeling bored with playing Elite, take some time off, do something else. Because that is the way I have kept playing Elite for so long. And that's why I always switch around my games. I never play. I've never ever played Elite for like uh, days and days at a stretch. So I'm always doing something else. Either I'm doing some hobby coding, or I'm gaming something else. And uh, I, I'm keeping. I, I try to keep my. I, I try to keep things fresh. Like 
So at the moment, I am playing uh, lots and lots of Elder Scrolls online. Okay. Nice. And uh, I have recently picked up a new world. Yes. But I'm not really feeling it. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's hot. It's, mm, it's nice. I really liked it. It's, it's very no, nice. It's very pretty. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. The graphics are awesome. But, you know, like, it's, it's just not hitting that place. So, I will mm-hmm. keep on playing it. Like, I, I, I just played, like... Two, three, four hours. I think it's it's not a much long. But as I said, that yeah, you know, there are some games. Yeah, there are some games that hits you, like like Elite did. I I didn't know what I was doing, but just looking at the galaxy map I was like, oh my god, mm. <laughs> I won't yeah. be able to play anything else. <laughs> okay, but New World isn't doing that to me yet. So let's see how it goes, but. Uh, my time is pretty much divided between Elder Scrolls and uh, Elite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't played Elder Scrolls in forever. I play. I was in the the alpha and the beta for it, and then once it got released, I I was got sucked into other stuff and just haven't gone back to it. Oh, let me Perhaps tell, let me tell you another day. funny story then. Uh, I bought Elder Scrolls before I bought Elite. Okay. Right. So. I I went up to level 37 in uh, Elder Scrolls before I purchased Elite and I didn't play it until a couple of months back. <laughs> like, huh. yep, like all my MMO, <laughs> all my MMO time was completely taken up by Elite until now. Right. The, the time, right. the, the time I decided that no, I should change my direction in Elite. I also thought nope, I should like change my like make stir things up in the game department too. Let's play another MMO. Then I realized, oh wait a second, I already have one more MMO that I purchased long back and I have not touched in years. That is. I'm I'm like I'm looking at my Steam list right now, and there are so many things. Things, on, yeah. At this point, it's just so things. many things that I bought, and like Elite has just taken over all of my time, and I haven't touched them. Like <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that, that's a that's a real thing. That's a real bad thing. Yep. I think that's it for all of the the regular questions, isn't mm-hmm. it? Oh, but. We do have the lightning round. Oh my god. Which is fun. Yes. Yay! Yay. I'm excited for this. So we <laughs> Let's go. do this right at the end just for just for fun. Um the idea is to, you know, kind of try and answer as quickly and accurately as possible. But uh if you're ready, we can go ahead and get started with the lightning round. I'll never be ready, so you can go ahead anyway. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and go anyway. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite ship? Aspects. Least favorite ship. Type 7. I will tell you why. It should be a medium <laughs> ship. It should have been yes. a medium ship. God damn it. <laughs> there, there, there's a few of those. There's quite a few of those. They should have been a medium ship. Clipper is one that I feel like should have been a medium ship too. What is the best ship in the game? Oh, Anaconda. Worst ship in the game. 
Quebec. Favorite station. Carpini Station in Kuavakana. I've I've spent almost all my career there. So. Oh, gotcha. Um, favorite system. Well, Kuavakana. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. True or false? There's a free anaconda at Hutton Orbital. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you like engineered or vanilla modules in your ship? Vanilla, because I don't have the time. Yeah. Alliance, Federation, Empire, or Independent? Alliance. Okay. Uh, favorite power play leader? Edward Mahon. If you run out of gas, do you call the fuel rats or do you blow yourself up? I have never run out of gas. Ooh. If you have low hull, do you call the hull seals? Do you keep going? Or do you blow yourself up? I don't want to, but I blow myself up. (laughs) (laughs) True or false? There's a free fleet carrier at Beagle Point. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Thargoids. Friend, foe, or undetermined? Undetermined. And finally, flight assist on or off? Uh, on, off, yeah. doesn't really matter. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything that we haven't covered today that you would like to talk about? Huh. Let's see. Not really. We have covered. We okay. have covered a lot. Yeah, we've covered we, a lot. We have kind of covered a lot. I have realised now that we've been recording for like an hour and twenty minutes or so. Oh wow! And I haven't looked at that before. I didn't even look. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I hadn't noticed. But um, it's been it's been such a pleasure, such yeah. a pleasure to get to talk to you. It really has. It's been so nice. It's been so nice to talk to you too. I have seen you on Twitter <laughs> so much, and getting to talk to you personally. <laughs> I mean. As I said, for a no-name like me, it's been a huge privilege. Oh, don't Thank be silly. You. Oh, don't be yeah. silly. Don't you dare bloody be silly. BGS app be is so important. Yes. People need to know the goodness of BGS app. <laughs> speaking, speaking of, if anyone wants to connect with you and get to know you better, where can they find you online? Well, Twitter is always there. My DMs are always open in Twitter. Or if you are in uh, Discord, you can hit me up on uh, Discord at uh, Garud hashtag one three three seven. And at okay. Twitter, I am. Hold on a moment. What am I on Twitter? I think I am Garud there. What am I doing? Commander Garud. Yep. yep. Commander Garud. <laughs> Commander Garud. C M D R G A R U D. Yep. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to talk with us. I really, really appreciate it. It's been so much fun getting to know you and hearing some kind of like behind the scenes of of what things look like from uh, from the guy who built Elite BGS app. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. It's been very nice talking to one hour with somebody in this quarantine. Yeah.
Okay, that was excellent. Yep. I have I have much information to sort through in my brain at this point. I feel like a lot of the a lot of the information about how how the data is gathered and things like that have has been stuff that has been asked of me so mm-hmm. many times and now I have an answer for it. Yeah. Which is great and wasn't necessarily something that I was expecting to get out of a conversation yeah. with Commander Garrett. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense that he would he would know that stuff because I mean you would yeah, have to, to I, do he would have to yeah. code some stuff like that. But but yeah that's something that's always confused me is I've always been told there was this central database where uh-huh. all this stuff is kept you know um but it makes much more sense that that you know that everything works based off of apis you just have to have code your app to like go ask the question and it gets the yeah. information in it and it posts it so in a way everything is running off the same source but the source is the game yeah it's, it's you not that there's no i just always assumed that there was a middleman and there's no yeah. middleman and that that's great that's yep. a, that's a great thing um it's, it was a really cool perspective as well. It was a really yeah. interesting perspective because yep. um, I he's I, I hear a lot of people um, uh, in the counter to the people who are really really angry bring up the um, bring up the oh they sh- people shouldn't feel so entitled to. Right. Do that kind of argument. And right. I feel I feel really lucky in that we we've not just ourselves, but um also in uh, other projects that I've worked on, we've um I have the um the knowledge from a wealth of different people with lots of different levels of um investment, both emotional and monetary, into right. into elite. So it's quite quite nice now to mm-hmm. be able to um maybe see a bigger picture and right. I, yeah i think that's yeah. um i find i find that kind of thing really interesting because it really does feel like there are there are these two camps which are like oh you shouldn't yeah. be wanting all that all this stuff and oh well, we were kind of offered all of this stuff and right. it's making those people see eye to eye is yeah is a, it's a huge undertaking and i don't think it's something that's going to ever really go away yeah yep and i think it i think it'll go through waves too you know as as people who are in one camp sort of see the perspective of the other and may either Mm -hmm. come to a middle ground or even cross over and say well now now i'm on the other side of this fence you're going to have new people coming up who are like well i've I've never thought about this and now i need to i feel like i need to pick a side so it's good to have people who can communicate that there may be an argument for both sides. The, 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 the end goal should be for us to find a way to just have those discussions and to continue to enjoy the game that we love. Because mm-hmm. we've said this many, many times on the podcast, like all of the anything that you might hear that's negative about Elite Dangerous or about the community is coming from a place of somebody who loves the game so much yeah. that they feel like the the game has been slighted and they need to stand up for it even even mm-hmm. when they're like when you're hearing the frontier is bad or elite is bad what they're really saying is i care I'm about this game so yeah. much and i've put so much money or time or love or you know all of the above into it that i feel like some 
somehow the game has diminished and that makes me upset. And that's even if you vocalize it poorly or you, you direct that angst towards the wrong area or you, you know, you're not good at expressing your emotions. It's, it's still somewhat of a valid concern. And if we can get to a point where we can start having those discussions in a way that we're coming towards a resolution or an understanding, I think that's a good thing. Absolutely. Um, oh, hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. I hope. Um, I also kind of hope that. Then this is going on a bit of a tangent, but I, I hope that the um, that we do. I'm trying to. I'm trying to articulate this in the best way. So bear with me. I. I hope that while we are we are trying to focus on all of the good things and all of the amazing things that are happening within elite and the elite community we are not so blinkered as to see that there yeah there are there are definite faults at the moment and we are we're mm. aware of that and we yeah. we acknowledge that but this isn't this isn't this um, podcast or flight assist isn't the place yeah. where we where we address those things. There are plenty of other platforms yeah. that are doing that in spades. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good good way to put that is is that you know by focusing on the good, we're not saying the bad doesn't exist. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and we're not saying that there are not people out there who are upset about things or you know feel. You know, mm. the opposite that we do. There definitely are. And there are lots of places for those discussions to happen. And sometimes you, something happens and, and you just need to vent and you just need yeah. to get it out. Um, and and that's important. So find those places, find those podcasts. So when you need that release, you can get it. Um, and when you have if you feel the darkness is closing in and elite's not a good place, this oh is the God. place to come to get a, to get around that, right? Your your saccharine dose of sugariness, right? <laughs> Thank you. I always loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that's why that's why we do this podcast the way we yeah. do it is because um, sometimes you do need you know you need that light that yeah. that sort of shows the way in the darkness, and you know you can forget. And you can lose your way a little bit. And um, it's it's good to have a place where you can go and kind of be reminded of like, oh, this is why yeah. I love the game. And this is why I, I started playing. I have had, um, I've had feedback from people who, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to name, name names. I'm not going to call them out, but um, I've had, uh, I've had DMs from people who have been on the show mm-hmm. who have said that re-listening um, when they felt a little bit jaded, re-listening to their episode has reminded them why they love the game, and that yeah, yeah, that really meant a lot to me. Yeah, so, agree. Um, so to to the to the person that messaged me that, um, thanks, mate. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> well. That's all for this week. You can browse episodes and check out more information about the podcast at our website, flightassistpodcast.com. And you can stay up to date by following us on Twitter at flightassist underscore ED. Remember, this podcast is all about commanders and communities, and that means you. We'd love to hear the questions you want us to ask our guests. And if you're an Elite Dangerous Commander who would like to be a guest on the podcast, or if you'd like to nominate a commander to be our guest, we need to know that too. 
Send us your questions and information on Twitter by tagging flightassist underscore ed, by email to info at flightassistpodcast.com, via our Discord at discord.io forward slash flightassist, or by dropping us a line using the contact form on our website. If you would like to support the podcast and get access to exclusive content at the same time, you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash flightassist. With thanks to our flight officer patrons, Atom Farin, Baron Von Marlon, Commander Reese Lang, Crispy Tater Tot, Elvis Kremen, Glitched Helix, Jonathan Turner, Caldra, Not Me Mister, Slightly Dave, Timis V2, and Tomax99. Until next week, this is Commander Mal for the win. And Commander Psychit. Handing the controls back to you. Flight assist off. Flight assist off.